Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. That means we have prayer houses, prayer hubs, and churches all over the world. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm so grateful that you joined me from the nations of the earth. I'm headquartered in South Florida. You know this. We have prayer hubs in almost 30 nations at this point, but I'm here in South Florida each and every week, ministering in the region, taking the city for Jesus. Amen. Equipping you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. You can come over to AHOP anytime you want. 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., we've got two different services, two different messages, two different prophetic worship encounters. We're waiting on you. So what are you waiting for? Amen. Come on over Sunday. Can't wait to see you. You can watch our first service, 1047 a.m. online at ahop.online. You can watch the replay throughout the week. If you want to tap into all my archives, you want to tap into the virtual life group, the pastoral covering, uh, the special prayer line, the ability to get some wise counsel. You can do that when you become an official web church member. You can find out more about that over at ahop.online. That second service is School of the Spirit at ahop. School of the Spirit TV is where those services are streamed. We're in a series called Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit, and we're launching something new in just a couple of months. You can check it out even now. It's called Walking in the Watchman Anointing. Hey, walking in the watchman anointing. Hey, go check that out at schoolofthespirit.tv. You can use your special code mornings for anything over there that's going to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. My Awakening Prayer Hubs leaders, begin to cover me. I'm going in. You want to find out more about that? Go over to awakeningprayerhubs.com. But for now, we're pressing into our morning devotion. This is from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, my first devotional. You can pick this up on Amazon or wherever you get books. And today's devotion is titled, Keep Pressing In for Change. This is a prophetic instruction. Keep Pressing In for Change. 
And here's what I heard the Lord say. Listen, listen, have ears to hear. Change is a process. And often it's an ugly process. As I am changing you from glory to glory, it's likely that things will look worse before they look better. My, 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 you got to catch this. I could teach on this. I'm not going to, but you've got to listen to this. As I am changing you from glory to glory, it's likely that things will look worse before they look better. Don't stop the process when things look ugly. Don't run away from what I am doing in your heart. Keep partnering with me to work out the change you want to see in your life. And the Lord says, if you keep pressing in for the change I'm leading you into, you will come out on the other side with new gratitude, new perspective, new effectiveness, new blessings, and much more. And remember, you'll never stop changing as long as you are in your physical body. Embrace my work in your life. It's not always fun, but it's worth it, says the Lord. Jesus. Now that is a word. Come on. Today's scripture references 2 Corinthians 3.18, Job 22.21, and Romans 12.1 and 2. Now the prayer starter, right now I present my body as a living sacrifice to you. Change me as you see fit. Renew my mind. Show me my sinful ways that I may turn from them and embrace the transformation. I will not Resist your work in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, we glorify you today. You are the change agent. You're not just the one who saved us. You're the one who continues to conform us into the image of your dear son. And we're grateful. We're grateful, God. We're grateful for the process. We're grateful that he who began a good work in us is faithful to complete what he started. That he is you, the almighty God, the compassionate God, the counselor God, the all wise God. That is who we are submitted to. That is who we serve. It's you, God, you and only you, you and only you, God, we praise you, you and only you, we exalt you. You and only you, we adore you. You and only you, we bow down to you. You and only you, it's all about you, Jesus. You are the head of the church. You are the captain of our ship. You are the bright and morning star. You are the faithful witness. You're our forerunner. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Jesus, that you sent the Holy Spirit in your place. The Father sent him in your name. You didn't leave us as orphans, unable to navigate these realms. You didn't leave us helpless, unable to figure out what to do next, but you sent us another comforter. You sent us another help for helper. You sent us a convictor. You sent us the change agent on the earth. So Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're changing us because, oh boy, do we need some change in our lives. God, would you help us today to see what it is you want to work on in this season? What project you have in mind in our earthly renovation? Lord, we know that our minds need to be renewed. We know that they'll need to be renewed forever and ever and ever. Our minds will continue to learn and grow of you. 
studying your emotions, uh, basking in your glory, understanding deep mysteries of God forever and ever and ever. We will learn and grow. But God, right now, we need a mind renewal in a bad way. We need you to shine your light on our mind so that we can see the wrong thoughts, so that we can see the demonic creepers, so that we can see the the, 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 the strongholds that Satan has erected in our minds through a perverted thought process that he injected into our souls. God, help us. Help us, Lord. We need you, Holy Spirit, change agent. We need you. We need you to show us what can we do differently because we don't like some of the outcomes that we're experiencing in our lives. We don't like some of the end result. We don't like what we see when we think we've crossed the finish line and we've got a bigger mess than we had before we started the race. Would you help us, God? Lord, give us supernatural vision to be able to see and accept what you want to do in our lives. It's not all about the promotion. It's the work that precedes the promotion that we need to press into. God, we want the promotion. God, we want the advancement. God, we want the increase. God, we want the healing. God, we want the deliverance. But Lord, would you help us to see what we have to do? Because you will always do your part. We know that. We know that you'll never be late, that you're always on time. But God, we know we've got a part to play. We know we've got to submit to you. We know we've got to choose differently. But God, we can't see what we can't see. And we don't know what we don't know. So we need you to reveal to us, oh, great revealer, what it is we can do differently from what we've done in the past because we don't like some of our outcomes we don't like some of the results we don't like the end game that we're seeing in some areas of our life and if we keep doing the same thing that we've always done we're going to keep getting the same results we've always had we're tired of it we're fed up enough is enough enough is enough enough is enough we've decided enough is enough i just feel so many of you listening to me listen Listen, this is a strategy. Remember I told you at the beginning that God was going to give you a strategy for increase, for getting those spoils. Listen, listen, some of you feel like you're at the end of your rope and that's good, except you really need to get to the end of yourself. Come on. This is for all of us. This is for all of us. We're going somewhere together. You won't sometimes defeat the enemy of your soul until you get to the end of your flesh. Somebody needs to write that down. You won't defeat the enemy of your soul until you get to the end of your flesh. You won't defeat the enemy of your soul until you get to the end of your flesh. What do I mean by that? I mean that sometimes you're fighting the wrong thing. Sometimes you're fighting people when our enemy is not people. Our enemy is the devil. Sometimes you're fighting yourself, you're self-sabotaging. Sometimes you're fighting God when you should be fighting the real enemy. Sometimes you're fighting an ideology when you really need to be fighting the enemy. We have to know who our enemy is and we cannot go toe-to-toe with the enemy in our flesh. We need victory in our soul. We must come to the end of ourselves. We must get to the point where we realize the truth. 
And the truth is, is that apart from Christ, we can't do anything. That is the truth. The truth is that he is the one who empowers us, who enables us. He's the one who makes the crooked places straight. It's only by his name that we can command the enemy to flee. Help us, Lord, to come to the end of ourselves, our own strategies, our own reasonings. Oh, this is a good idea. This will work. Nah. Help us, Lord, to come to the end of ourselves. I got it under control. I can handle this. No, you can't. Not apart from Christ. Once we move out of that place of being seated in heavenly places with him, once we move from that position, we diminish our ability. The further away we come from Christ, the more our abilities are diminished. Our spiritual hearing is dull. Our spiritual vision is dull. Our strength is diminished. Our strength is in him. Let the weak say, I am strong. In our weakness, his strength is made perfect. But it's when we acknowledge our weakness that his strength is made perfect. As long as we continue to think we've got it all under control, we won't ever get it under control. It's only in him. So, Father, today, would you help us to see, help us to see how frail we really are apart from you, how much we really need you. God, give us a glimpse of how dependent we really are on you. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because you've got us. You've got our back. You're our rear guard. You're our forerunner. Would you help us? Would you help us to see, first of all, how desperate we really are? How when your word says apart from you, we can do nothing, it means it. You are the vine and we are the branches and we can't afford to run ahead of you anymore and think that we're going to get what we want. We can't afford to ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit and think we can change ourselves because we can't change ourselves. God, we've tried to change ourselves. We've read all those self-help books and they didn't help at all. They didn't help ourselves. They didn't help anybody else, but the one who wrote them. The one we paid to get the book. They got helped, but we didn't get helped because the world's ways are not your ways. Your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So help us, Lord, to adopt your change strategy. Help us, Lord, to understand that your way is the only way. It's not just the higher way. It's the only way. Your way is Jesus. Your way is Jesus. Your way is not just the higher way. It's the only way. Your way is Jesus. Come on. His ways are higher than our ways, but they're not just higher than our ways. His ways are the only way. His way is Jesus. So help us, Lord, to choose to crucify the flesh so that we can see breakthrough in our soul. Come on, somebody write that down. Somebody help us, God, to crucify our flesh so we can see breakthrough in our soul. That's the only way it's going to happen. God, we can't afford to be flesh-driven. We don't even want to be soul-driven. We want to be spirit-driven, but we need more breakthrough in our soul so that our soul is more more palatable our soul is more uh, rather uh, uh, pliable to your spirit so we can allow our spirit man to lead under your leadership holy spirit change agent give us a nugget give us a tip we don't even need to see the whole 12-step process we just need the first step what do we do right now to cooperate with your grace to see the change in our life that we want come on who wants to see transformation in their life is it just me 
Is it just me? I want to see my life transformed, don't you? There's only one way. Submit yourself to God. Crucify the flesh. Mortify the deeds of your body. Renew your mind. So, Father, help us. Show us. Show us. Show us. Because we think we know. We think we know how to pray. And many times we don't. We think we know what to study. And it's not really the, 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 the portion of Scripture that's going to accelerate the renewal of our mind. It just seems interesting to us. We didn't even ask you what we should read. We just got on a reading plan. We're following along. You're wanting us to read Exodus because you want us, we want to deliver us. And we're reading Song of Solomon because we just want to feel loved. <laughs> Help us, Lord, to read what you have called us to read. Help us to redeem the time because the days are evil. Help us to see what we haven't seen before so we can go where we haven't been before. We want to see our lives transformed not just for our own selfish purposes, but because it glorifies your name. We want to be a good witness. We want to be a good witness. Come on. Come on. Who out there is perfect? Who out there has ascended? Who out, who out, who out there has already arrived? Because I haven't. If you've arrived, you can pray for the rest of us. I'll hand this over to you. But come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. We all have hangups and insecurities. Subtle fears that creep in at inopportune times. Some people have anger issues. Some people have fear issues. But everybody's got an issue. I said everybody's got an issue. Probably more than one. So, Father, today, we, we know that, that you're changing us from glory to glory. because And from faith to faith and strength to strength. Because that's what your word says. And we will not become impatient with your process. We will not try to hurry and rush you along. But we want to make sure we're on the right track. We want to make sure that we're on the track to transformation. We want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can and everything we should be doing according to your spirit's leading to see the transformation that we want so badly in our life. So, Lord, teach us how to pray. How should we be praying for ourselves? How should we be praying for our families? How should we be praying? And then, Lord, inspire us to pray. Because sometimes it just seems like hard work. And sometimes it seems like, what was the point? Nothing changed. But things are changing in the spirit. So inspire our hearts to pray. Help us, Lord, to see the, the power in prayer for real. Not just, oh, well, you know, the God will answer it someday. The bowls will tip over. No, every prayer we release is cumulative in the spirit. There's a compound effect and it's making something happen. It's causing something to shift. There's power in prayer. Help us to see it. 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 Help us to understand the next step and then the next step and then the next step. Help us to rebuild our lives because the enemy has come in and done so much damage to so many of us. So many traumas. So many tragedies. So many disappointments. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. Lord, help us to see how to rebuild our life. Brick by brick, give us the Holy Ghost mortar to put it all back together. You gave David the blueprint for the temple. Lord, give us the blueprint for our life so we can see what we're trying to build. So we don't build it on the wrong foundation. So we don't build it lopsided. We don't want to be like the leaning tower of Pisa. 
We want to be strong in you and the power of your might. We want to have that house that when the rains come and the winds blow and the hail begins to storm against it, that the house does not collapse. It does not fall. It does not falter. It does not shake. But it stands. Help us build our life on your word. Build and rebuild. Build and rebuild. See, some of you are in a season of building, and some of you are in a season of rebuilding, and that's okay. It's okay. Where, listen to me. Wherever you find yourself at whatever stage in life, dealing with whatever, whatever problem, challenge, trauma, or issue that you have, it's okay. God is with you. It's not surprising to him. He's going to help you. He will transform your life. Just let him. Be willing to do the work. Be willing to sit with him and do some deep thinking and some deep listening and some deep prayer. So that you can really understand what it is that's in your way. Because if you can't see what's in your way, you'll probably keep bumping into it. But when you can see what is in your way, you can find a way to overcome it. He knows what's in your way. He knows why you keep stumbling. He knows why you keep falling. He knows why you keep blowing up at your family. He knows why you keep getting fired from the job or keep getting overlooked for a promotion. God knows. And he has a better life for you than the one you have now. Listen to me. However good your life is, he's got an even better life for you. It just keeps getting better in Christ. It just keeps getting better. He is a good father. And it just keeps getting better. We just have to follow his leadership. It seems contrary to the mind sometimes. It doesn't seem like what he's saying is even real sometimes. We can't see it in ourselves. But his wisdom is pure. It's peaceable. It's full of mercy and easy to be entreated. So, Lord, give us your wisdom for our lives, how to build, how to rebuild, how to overcome, how to climb to the top of that mountain so we can lift our hands in victory. Praising your name as a witness of the great wonder and mercy and blessing of our God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. He keeps getting better. He keeps getting better. Come on. He keeps getting better. He keeps getting better. Deeper still, deeper still, deeper still. He keeps getting better. Deeper still, deeper still, deeper still. He keeps getting better. You're not a victim. You've got to shake free of this victim mentality if you want to take back what the devil stole. Listen to me. The victim mentality compromises your hearing. The victim mentality compromises your spiritual sight because you're looking and hearing everything through the eyes and ears of a victim. You're not a victim. You're a victor. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The enemy may have got one up on you. That's okay. He got one up on David one time. Amen. He burned down his city while David was out trying to fight a war with the Philistines. For the Philistines, the enemy came in and burned down his city and took all the children and the wives of all the men that followed him. They wanted to stone him. The enemy got one up on him. But David did not look at himself like a victim. David did not sit there and say, well, you know, Lord, you could have you could have you could have protected my family. If you wanted to, I don't understand you. I thought you were good. See, the victim mentality tries to blame God. Hey, the victim mentality blames somebody else. You might blame the devil. You might blame God. I don't know who you're blaming, but hear what I know. 
is that victim mentality is not going to bring you into victory. So before I even go into this, let me just pray over that. Amen. If you're with me, say amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, if we have adopted a victim mentality in any area of our life, would you help us to renounce that right now? Lord, we repent. We repent. How silly of us. How silly of us to look at ourselves as anything less than what you've called us to be. And that what you've called us as we are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are the head and not the tail above and not beneath. We do have the armor of God. Oh, how silly of us to see ourselves as a victim when we are in Christ. When Christ hung on the cross, he didn't see himself as a victim. <laughs> Come on. Christ hung on the cross. He was sinless. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't see himself as a victim. He never saw himself as a victim. That's why he was able to attain the victory for you. So, Father, help us. We renounce this victim mentality right now in Jesus' name. We renounce it. We repent of adopting it, allowing it to seep into our soul. And we renounce this victim mentality in the name of Jesus. We will not walk around as victims any longer. That is not who you created us to be. And we refuse to continue to live below our means in Christ. You died so we could have a supernatural, abundant life. Victims have a scarcity mentality. So we break that victim mentality. God, help us to catch the thoughts. Help us to catch the thoughts so that we can do the opposite. Help us to catch the thoughts so that we can say, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. That's not me. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I can do this in Christ. Amen. Now look at this. I could spend an hour on that. But we're not going to do that right now. We might do that some other time. But this is our main topic today. And I was reading in Isaiah some months ago. I told you I was getting a lot of revelation or a lot of inspiration, both from Isaiah. Isaiah 9.3. Isaiah 9.3. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Let me tell you something. You might have been weeping. You might have been weeping when the enemy came in. And took what belonged to you. But you're going to rejoice when you divide the spoil. I said you may have been weeping. You may have been crying. You may have been hurt. You may have been dumbstruck. You may have been in shock. And it may have traumatized you. When the enemy came in and stole whatever it was he stole from you. But you're not going to sit there with a victim mentality and cry forever. You're going to shake yourself loose from that mourning spirit. And you're going to begin to see God's plan for restoration. And you're going to go after what the enemy stole. And there's going to be so much left over. That you're going to have to divide the spoil among your friends and family. You're going to have so much more joy. Joy is going to spill over on your family. You're going to have more wisdom, some of you, and it's going to spill over into your business. You're going to have more peace, some of you, and it's going to spill over into your ministry. You're going to begin to walk into overflow when you catch this. Listen, you remember when they burned down Ziglag and David weeped for a moment. Everybody weeped. But then David turned aside and encouraged himself in the Lord. Remember that? And he asked the Lord, shall I go up? And the Lord said, you shall go up and recover all. 
And here, here's the thing. He went up and he had so much spoils, he had to give some of it away. Look, 1 Samuel 30, 26. Come on, I'm pray teaching you today. Do a little bit more teaching today than I normally do. Listen, 1 Samuel 30, 26. Now, when David came to Ziglag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. I love this. Here is a present for you. I just went in and just, bam, I overcame my enemy. I went into the enemy's camp, David is saying, and I took back what the enemy stole and then some. I said, David went back into the enemy's camp and took back what the devil stole, took back the wives, the children, and then some. And he said, here's a gift for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies, from the spoils of war. David had to, dis- to, to, to divide the spoils of war. Then he sent some to those who were in Bethel. Then he sent some to those who were in Ramoth. Then he sent some to those who were in Jatir. And then he sent someone to those who were in Aror. And then he sent some to those who were in Sipmoth. And then he sent some to those who were in Eshtomia. Then he sent some, he just kept sending it to those in Rakal and in the cities of the Jeremalites and the Kenites. And then Horma and Borash and Attach and then Hebron. Every place that David and his men had visited when they were on the run from Saul, he went back and repaid them for their kindness. He divided the spoils. He had so much that he sent gifts to all of those tribes, all of those cities, all of those rulers. That's how much he took back from the enemy. So, Father, today, would you help us to stop embracing this victim mentality? Imagine if David had stood there and felt sorry for himself. He would have been stoned. They were all ready to stone him. But he turned to the Lord, understanding that God is greater than his warfare. And he got a strategy from the Lord, a permission and an okay, a commissioning from the Lord to go in. And when he went in under the Lord's banner of victory... I said, when he went in under the Lord's banner of victory, he got so much he couldn't barely carry it all off. So he had to send it around to other people. Father, let that be the mark of our victories. Father, help us to renew our mind to the point that we understand that when the enemy plays foul, he's got to repay with interest. Listen, David didn't even open a door to the enemy. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was following what he thought was best, and the enemy came in and blindsided him. There's payback for the blindside. I said, there's payback for the blindside. I said, there's payback from the blindside. And when you have your victory, remember those who helped you along the way. That's who you divide the spoils with. When you have your victory, you divide the spoils of war, the plunder, with those who helped you along the way as a way of saying thank you. Listen, we need to celebrate more. I'm convinced we need to celebrate more. I'm convinced we move from thing to thing without ever enjoying the fullness of the thing we just experienced. We have a victory and we move on to the next battle without celebrating. If you look at the Israelites, they celebrated the victories. They'd sing prophetic songs. When the Israelites came out of uh, 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 Egypt, Miriam wrote a prophetic song. When Deborah and and, and, uh, uh, Barak uh, defeated uh, the Midianites, Deborah broke out in prophetic song. 
Amen. When Mary realized she was carrying the Messiah, she broke out in prophetic song. We don't celebrate our victories enough. We just move into the next battle. But no more. From now on, we're going to give praise and honor and relish the win and divide the spoils in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, isn't that good? We need to celebrate. I got very convicted of that this morning. I've heard it so many times. And the enemy stole my last celebration. So I got one to make up for. I just finished a major book, Decoding the Mysteries of Heaven's War Room. And it was number one. And it was a big victory. And I was going to go out to dinner and celebrate. And then guess what happened? The plumbing issue that I told you about happened. And I went into massive warfare for like two, three, probably six weeks. I never did get to celebrate that victory. Listen, what victories did you not get to celebrate? Because the enemy brought another war immediately upon a victory. Think about this. What victories did you not get to celebrate? Because before you even had a chance to celebrate, the enemy brought more warfare. Guess what? We're going to celebrate. We're going to party in Jesus. Amen. We're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate more. Listen, we work too hard and go through too much not to celebrate. That's what tells your brain it's worth it. That's why some of you are so weary because you just keep doing the work and doing the work and you're getting wins, but you're not celebrating the wins. That's why at the end of the NFL season, they have the Super Bowl and they have, they have a big win. The whole city has a party. <laughs> when the Miami Heat won the uh, NBA championship, the whole city had a party because you celebrate your hard work. You celebrate your wins. It has nothing really to do with what I prayed about, but I was just so convicted about it this morning. I work too hard. You work too hard. We go through too much. We put up with too much junk getting to where God told us to be. And we should celebrate when we have a spiritual breakthrough. We should celebrate when, when we get a new contract in our business. We should celebrate when the project that we worked so hard on is complete. We've got to begin to celebrate. Hey, amen. But I've got like 11, I got to speak 11 times in the next four days. So I am off and running. I'll see you guys later. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.